that's a new exciting thing that you're moving and like, you know, you'll be living on that side of the country. Yeah. So you're going to have to come visit me in New Mexico. If yeah. This I've been wanting to. Ends. Exactly. Just bullshit everything. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand it. Oh my God. I'm getting to my wit's end, but at least you traveled. That's good. Yeah, you know what? The traveling helped me like a ton. And definitely. Um, yeah. So I went to, I guess I should just say where I like, all oh, I went. Um, I did Monument Valley, which uh, you've done Monument Valley before, right? Yes. Very, very long time ago, but yeah, beautiful. That place is beautiful. It looks like some, it, it doesn't look like it's real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it looks like I, a painting. It, it, the whole thing is like that. And every, no, no matter what angle you're looking at it from, and you know, I'm just kind of going like, how did this form? I don't understand sandstone. Like I get it. I get what they say and stuff, but I'm just like, wow, it's just beautiful. It looks yeah. like Mars or something. Right. Um, yeah. Like the actual Monument Valley park itself wasn't open because of COVID, but the, mm -hmm. but like all around, we were able to go and like view it and see it. And there was like really cool stuff that I had never, um, I never even heard of. Like one was called Gooseneck Canyon and it was, um, it's like that Horseshoe Canyon that they show. And I think uh, Horseshoe Canyon is supposed to be like near Moab or maybe it's Grand Canyon, but where it's like, you know, you just see like a big U shape where the river carved out the thing, a perfect U. Well, oh, this, yeah. this is like times three. It's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like a, like a snake. And you're, I'm kind of going, this should be more famous than the Horseshoe Canyon. This thing is amazing. So I went there took some pictures of that. That was pretty cool. And then I did like the Mexican hat, um, which was like a formation that looks like a sombrero. Like, uh, there, there's, um, I did like a, uh, like a teardrop horseshoe thing. I went on a, a tour with like a Navajo guide who took us, us around. And, uh, it, I mean, it's kind of weird cause he was just like on the microphone in the truck because, very everybody was very very covid scared like nobody it was just me and my friend and we had very little human contact which right. that's why i'm like thinking this is like the perfect time for people to get out and go do stuff no one's anywhere no one's right. doing anything um right and anyway like i started talking to him and i was like i was like what do you think happened to the people at chaco canyon and now and he was just like He's like, well, my mom told me a story about how the wind started to blow and it blew for a hundred years and everybody in that, that region had to, had to leave. Everybody left. Wow. And, and, and the, the sand covered everything. So that was his version of what happened there. Then wow. he was like saying, um, the Anasazi is... Right he says that he thinks it's funny because he thinks that that's that that the white men thought that that's what the name of the tribes were but he said no anasazi just means enemy tribe yes i just saw that on that video a new and video, that video that video yeah. said the same thing and i was like or it said that it was a dirty word and it like it, yeah it, yeah um yeah he said the same thing though like before i even watched that video he was like yeah it, we always laugh about that because everybody thinks that they are like some specific tribe he's like that no anasazi is just our blanket word for just saying we don't know who they were. They were our enemy. Oh, they were, and they were, yeah. And the word now I understand they use is like the, um, the Pueblo 
Puebloan or Pueblo people. Puebloan people, but no, but no, that's not it. like the ancestors of them, but I don't remember. Oh, the ancient ones or ancient, yeah, they something like that, right? Which makes are they thought Anasazi meant ancient ones, right? Right, but it's actually a Navajo word, but anyway, then I started talking to him about skinwalkers, and he was like super scared. I was like, I was like, have you ever seen a skinwalker? And he was just like, yeah. And I was just, I was just like, oh, you, what you have? <laughs> and he was like, he's like, what do you know about skinwalkers? And so I told him like three stories that I know of them, of like friends who've seen them and stuff. Oh, you should, you have to tell us on the podcast here. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. All right. So first of all, let's start off by what is a skinwalker and why do you think this guy reacted like that? Okay. So a skinwalker is, it's like a Native American witch doctor who's like immortal. It's kind of like their version of like a werewolf slash vampire that um, is magic, but that they, in order to become a skinwalker, you have to make, um, they're evil. So they, they had to make a sacrifice, like you have to kill a loved one. You have to either kill someone in your family or like your husband your wife or whatever it is like you have to make us like a, a sacrifice kind of like thanos or something in um whatever that marvel movie stuff is but um anyway they are shapeshifters they can turn into wolves and into humans and they even to this day go around like cursing people killing people um they're kind of like, they're kind of like a cross between a werewolf and a vampire. Like they're, I don't know exactly that they suck blood, but they require something from like they, there's a reason why they harm people. Right. They can get some kind of benefit out of it. Yeah. They can get some kind of benefit out of it. Right. And none of them from what, from what I've, uh, from my understanding, none of them are, it's, they're not like currently being made or it's not like you can become a skinwalker. These are all, I don't know how many there are. It may just be like one or two people, or it may be uh, like a, like a, a mini. They don't like, nobody really knows the answer to that, but whatever they are, they're, they're old. They're thousands of years old. So anyway, I started hearing about them when I was a kid, like in New Mexico, like, like um, I went to school next to the Isleta Pueblo. And like, I, 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 had, I had some friends who would talk about, you know, like, so the, 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 the myth or the, the legend is that you cannot talk about a skinwalker or they will show up. So hit a taboo with that, man. A huge taboo with that. But I mean, like, I think I'm proximity away from it because they're mainly in the four corner states. Um, so my brother tells me about how he's near this lake called Santa Cruz or Santa Clara or something in New Mexico. And um, uh, I don't know exactly the details. Maybe I'll get him on here to tell it or something. But basically he says there's, they're on a dirt road and they get stopped because there's this um, man with like a, a, a wolf skin, like he's wearing a wolf skin on his head or something like, and he's like this old Indian man and he was in the middle of the road and he just like stood up and like was like pointing at them like this it's like he's and my brother was very scared about it and he said that there was something off about like he didn't know if it was a ghost or what it was and then later on he 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 didn't even know what a skinwalker was at that point and then later on he was kind of like 
researching like what that could have been and he was like okay i think i think we ran across this skinwalker thing he um so i don't know so that was one story i had uh another another good friend i have was from farmington new mexico and this is uh so two people were telling me this story they were it was like they were a car of four teenagers they were going to a party in the middle of nowhere on these back dirt roads or whatever and they were following a car and it was getting kind of dark and uh the dust was like all everywhere and they couldn't they didn't have a lot of really good vision but they were following the two red lights and then at some point they were kind of going like why aren't we there yet or whatever and they stopped to kind of let some of the dust settle and when the once it started settling there was just this giant wolf like the size of a bear with like in the the light from their headlight was shining into its red eyes and that's what they think they were following instead of headlights and and they were like oh my god holy crap so they they backed the car up and then the wolf started um ramming their 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 vehicle and they uh uh started trying to get away from this wolf and the wolf like was chasing them and slamming into the the vehicle to the side of it and stuff like that and then they came to like a crossroad where they had to make a turn so they had to come to a sudden stop before they like turned the car because they weren't really paying attention and when they did the the wolf um crouched down stood up and turned into a man and then because we were from we're all we're all from new mexico and so we were like telling our skinwalker stories like who knew of skinwalkers um and then wendy wendy has some a skinwalker story where like you know there there was like a bundle of um uh like skin and bones and like some sort of like weird like stuff underneath this woman's house and she was having like this unexplained blockage in her throat and like she was dying and she couldn't breathe and they had a shaman come over and when they found like he he knew it was the work of a skinwalker and he went out front and he found what like he was able to like sense like where something was buried dig it up remove it from her house and then she was like instantly healed like there's there's so there's a lot there's a lot of that's that kind of stuff in mexico as well that that um like when we're let's say we're hiking somewhere Pedro will spot it right away he'll be like you see that that's like kind of like witchcraft or or bad medicine of a people and there's like a little like offering of, of bones and stuff and uh, some kind of like black magic that people put on other people but anyway i don't know it's not probably like yeah or stuff but it's it's the same idea and it kind of reminded me of like the chupacabra i don't know if you know that yeah the chupacabra that's crazy like legend the chupacabra is like a mystical animal that comes and kills dogs and sucks their blood and like yeah and like random animals like goats and yeah sheep whatever right oh it's like isn't it isn't chupacabra the goat killer isn't that the name isn't that what the yeah it it's always like the it's kind of like a joke slash legend myth who knows urban yeah. legend more than anything else at this point i don't know but yeah i, I for me those things are a kind of fascinating just because i know so many people that have yeah you know had uh some kind of running with him. Anyway, this Navajo dude was telling me about how, you know, he saw one once like around the Monument Valley cliffs or whatever. Um, and it was basically a wolf that walked and turned into a man in front of him. And uh, he, he said like, the best thing you could do is pretend like you don't, you didn't see it. You don't know, like don't act um, <coughs> scared and don't, don't interact and don't interact and, um, and, and turn your attention away and act like it's, 
like you didn't notice it. He's like, that's the best thing you could do because like they feed on your fear. Mm. And then he also oh. said like, don't, don't, don't talk about them anymore. They'll come. <laughs> like he was super scared of them. Like he really believed it. Wow. I've never heard of this before. Well, so what made you just decide to ask him just because you had been talking about it with friends and it just came up or it's something that well, you always wanted to I just know that they're in that region and I've listened to podcasts and stuff that they're, they're in the Navajo nation. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. if they are ancient and Navajos or if there's something, something else, or I don't know. And so I just was kind of like, well, he's a Navajo dude. I'll ask him, Hey, have you ever heard of skinwalkers? And he's like, what do you know about skinwalkers? So yeah. yeah sounds like the typical shape shifter. Interesting. Wow. I mean, so it sounds to me like kind of like where, like a werewolf legend came from. Yeah. Even right. though I think the werewolf legend came from Europe, but yeah. Well, maybe there are these shapeshifters type of skinwalkers everywhere in the world, you know? There's a lot of stories about people that can shapeshift. Yeah. Super weird. Um, yeah. So then uh, the next weekend I went to um, the Gila Cliff, Cliff Dwellings, which is... Um, there, have you heard of Mesa Verde? That's mm -hmm. like the big, yeah, you know, those are the biggest Indian cliff dwellings. Well, these are littler, they're not quite as big, but they're still pretty impressive. Like I'll, I'll put video and, and photos and stuff in here and no one was there. Like I had the entire ruins for like three hours to myself with not even like a park ranger, like nobody, it was just- and the, and the, But it was open. Yeah, it was open. Like you, 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 you were allowed to go. It wasn't yeah, you're like allowed that. to go. Like I said, at the entrance gate, like I put my donation in the box and like I went with my brother and my niece and like, yeah. I, you know, I said, hey, to the park ranger and he gave my niece like a little pamphlet to fill out as she like walks around or whatever. And um, like some interesting things I thought about it was, again, there was the T-shaped door where it's like, smaller at the bottom and then yes. bigger at the top which is in Peru it's all over Mesoamerica or you know it's a also in Chaco Canyon and like I don't I don't understand this design element like what was the function of that like now maybe there was like a door and then some like windows that they always had next to it and we just don't know because that infrastructure isn't still there we don't really know what it would have looked like in a table right but at the same time, like, were they a weird, was there some, you know how they have those weird uh, petroglyphs of, of beings that have like the big broad shoulders and the like tiny little legs? Like sometimes That's true. It, makes, it makes me wonder if there's a correlation with that or. Yeah. Or if there was a structural thing, there was like a, yeah, there was a reason for it. There was some other reason, you know, maybe it was an airflow thing or I don't know, or, or, or like a superstition to make it like that or who knows. Yeah, it's so bizarre, but it's just so weird to me how they're in so many of these places, and I've never really heard a, well, I mean, I mean, I, it, it also, it's also evident that they, they were in communication with each other, right? Right, exactly. So they're having design elements that are going from South yeah. America, North America here. Right. When I was a kid, and I came here, I think I do remember coming here, and... I remember thinking that this corn was real, like it was actually from to, uh, like 1200. But now I'm thinking like, no, there's too many birds and animals and stuff that would have gotten it. So probably not. 
like I don't know but um so yeah I'm at the helicopter drawings I don't know if that's original wood or not super cool just really amazing stuff in order to preserve it or maybe that's not original I'm not 100% sure um, I'll go show you some of the um, wood would have totally gone there there would have been a ceiling on all that um, so this is a stone like top of a window but there are a lot of wood ones um, think they're original they were like that at Chaco Canyon so they say 80% of this is original it totally looks like concrete though uh feels like super hard feels like concrete um I mean that does not look original that looks like they put that in to keep you from going somewhere but a lot of the other stuff they say is original so I just wanted to kind of show you their building technique it's not as precise and beautiful as Chaco but they definitely put some sort of like mortar. I don't know, it's real secure. It's hard. It's not like flaking off at all anywhere in the whole place. So yeah, like that, they cover up doors. Um, okay, I'll show you something else here in a second. Okay, so the other thing I was gonna show you is like, I think this is, I mean, I think this is original, right? This was like this at Chaco. And then there's like the wood underneath like that. I don't know. I really don't. Doom, doom, doom. You're not really supposed to go in these. It, what I, when that second video that we watched uh, about Chaco Canyon, there was, um, yeah, I think it was the second one. I had watched a third one too that I didn't send you. But anyway, they, they were talking about what was found there and how, how there were parrots that you would only find in at least southern mexico if not central oh America. and shells and shells but oh and 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 um turquoise like certain turquoise Silver, only from there or, turquoise, or, yeah. or um cacao like like oh right right from chocolate like cocoa um but he also said that the door the door like this particular door in um i guess it was uh pueblo um bonito Pueblo Bonito, I think, one. yeah, he, he, he said that, that that doorway was only found in Palenque, which is in Southern Mexico also. So I don't know if it's the same one you're talking about, because you, the ones that you just mentioned, that T-shape is all over. So, But this particular mm -hmm. one, he's like, that shape was only found there. So there was definitely influence. Yeah, I mean, it's not really that hard to believe. <laughs> no. You know, people walked and traveled and stuff. It's not really that far. It's one well, landmass. I mean, and it's like when they did LIDAR, they found there's like a huge road systems. Like, but it, um, in Mexico, they're called, what's the name of the, what, what, what is it called? Uh, crap, I knew the name of that. Can't. Chichen Itza? What are you talking about? You no, know, those, the giant highway systems that they had in between all of. Um, oh, I don't know the name of that. I think I learned that in school years ago. I yeah, no I, I used, I, I know that it's just something I commonly use a lot, but I don't. I can't think of it off the top of my name. Anyway, like they're, they have it's giant like roads that are, that are like 40, 40 feet wide, you know, big roads that, um, 
they had they had big highway systems. They had them all over Guatemala. They had them all over, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, that would make sense because it was like it's all over Chaco Canyon. It's like yeah, those Chaco Canyon, those big ones. I know, and they only were able to see them or rediscover them when they were from an, an aerial view, really. Right. With I was thinking, a lidar detection. Was that like a? I was thinking maybe it was a landing field, but I wasn't sure. I mean, I'm sure it could just be a road. A road is a road traveled by by land, but I thought maybe it was a landing strip. Okay, so let me, let's just talk about Chaco Canyon real quick. Let me just give a little summary for people. Okay, so it's in uh, north northwest New Mexico, and it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing like anywhere close to it within a hundred miles. Like it's My understanding is kind of close to the Four Corners region. Close to the Four Corners region, but I mean, you have to camp there. There is no hotel anywhere. There's no town. There is nothing. There's nothing. And to get there, I've been three times, four times actually, because apparently I went with when I was little, but um, I don't remember that. My mom says I was like, I don't care where the Indians lived. <laughs> That's what apparently I said when I was little, and I was like, I don't want to go here anymore. It's just hot. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's super amazing. It's like, in my opinion, it is the... is like the great pyramids of north america it's 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 north america's machu picchu it is the place that um every american should go because it's like it's like it's our stonehenge it's like the coolest thing it's like an unknown jewel it's just such an unknown jewel and i don't know hardly anybody who's ever been um and like even new mexicans i know a couple who have been but it's not like when I, the three times I've been there, I see Japanese people and Germans. Like I, I don't, I hardly see any other Americans. It's just a shame. It's like a crying shame that like, we aren't more aware of this. And it, it's like these, I don't, not exactly, they haven't even excavated the whole thing. Yes. Um, it's, uh, this giant Canyon that has, uh, like, for instance, it's like Pueblo Benito. It's like this big D shaped thing. There's, there's a bunch of little different Pueblos, but the, it would have had, I'm not sure if it's like 600, 500, 900 rooms. They have up to nine stories tall. Like these were full on ginormous like skyscraper type buildings. Um, and they're their own unique architecture. Like they took the um, stone and made it into like little tiny flat bricks and built up on it um, using, uh, but this is, the, you know, you, everybody's like taught, this is before Columbus ever came to the United States. This is like 850 BC right. or, or AD. Yeah, AD, yeah, it was yeah, it w- after death, um, they say. And then uh, they disappeared from just, they're gone by, uh, by uh, 1250, before the conquistadors ever arrived, before you know, 1482, Columbus sold the, or sold the ocean blue before any of that. 92. Yeah, yeah, 1492. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't, okay, so it was only a couple hundred years. I thought it was from, I thought it was from eight, eight something, like 850 BC until, until 1200 AD, but I don't know. I mean, I, well, I think it's important to double check well, that, but the anyway, what's is, the, like, the other thing is, the, numbers is like, are wrong. the dating is like a little bit weird. All they exactly. know is that when they found these and and some of those documentaries are off because they almost made it seem as if the conquistadors is what 
drove them Set out. It off. But they yeah. were they never, but that's not, no, never both, found them. No, but the both both of those the ones that we watched that we should reference referenced in our notes is um Yeah, they'll be in the show they, notes. Yeah, they 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 said that they they ended probably because famine set in, and in, and in fact, wind like it started to become harsh to live in. So that was the reason why they left. And they and then it said that they they haven't disappeared. These people didn't just disappear like a lot of people say. What happened with the Mayans? They are just in different areas. They've they've gone to different people, like the like the like the Hopi Hopi or. Um, or like Zuni, Zuni people. So it's, it's just not like they disappeared because there's no skeletons around. Like there's a, they found like a what Those they skeletons. found like fourteen, the fourteen skeletons. But okay, this to be clear, Those were this murdered supposedly. But and on one thing it says they're murdered. But then I also read an article. Oh, I didn't. I Smith sent you this article. I read an article about how. They, they discovered that those skeletons are all a uh, uh, matriarchy. So they all, those 13 women are all of the same family line over 350 years. So oh, wow. they weren't necessarily murdered. Like, and, murdered yeah. men, and it was showing that they were like the queens or, or, or that like they were like the leaders of the tribal members. Right. So, they were so maybe they were actually... Family. Because they had, they had, I was wondering if they were related. I had, I was like, well, they could be related. But then the woman who had first found them said, well, me in her diary notes said, well, maybe because there was one male. And so maybe they were, they were his husband. They were the wife. Right. Exactly. But, Um, but but then I thought they were related. So maybe they died naturally. And then they were just their their injury or they had an injury to the head. They had like well, injuries. they said that there's a, a hole in their skull, but it could have been like Egyptians where they removed the brain from. Right, you know, exactly. From, who so knows? They could what. have died first, and then that was done after. That's the thing. It's like any time an archaeologist finds, like they'll be like, "Oh, this stone. This is a rounded stone. This signifies fertility." Right. Uh, exactly. Everything's You're about fertility like, or sacrifice. <laughs> right. Well, they did, but my understanding too was that they did find skelet- other skeletons besides those those women that were and that one guy. Um, that there I were a few others. When I was there, it's under fifty. It's under fifty or a hundred that have been found in the entire site. Like okay. there's, and so, but the the thing is, is that this place, Chaco Canyon, was built for like hundreds of thousands of people. Like it's it was a city. It was a ginormous giant city. Um, and that, and what, and like, so like their argument is just like, well, it's just ceremonial. They would come there once a year for their, okay. You don't build nine stories, uh, uh, skyscrapers, uh, and then just go live in a little tent, um, for, you know, whatever, nine months of the year. And then just come there for, you know, a season to like, people just don't do that. Like you don't, if you're going to build this sophisticated structure, like you either live around or amongst it or something. You don't just abandon it for half the year. I mean, some of the theories they come up with are kind of crazy to me. But the other thing is that, so it wasn't found until the 1890s. And mm-hmm. uh, the Smithsonian Institute came in really quickly after that. And yeah, right. there are Usual. no artifacts from, they, they, they'll tell you what they found. They'll say like, oh, we found amazing things. We found um thousands and thousands of turquoise necklaces and tons of food and the baskets and tons of baskets and tons of pottery and like all kinds of goods and things but you cannot see it 
that like even in like I've I've been all over looking for um these like archives and like well I like unless you can go into particular archives they have permission to go into in Washington DC I don't know but it's not in any of the um museums in uh in the Smithsonian museums in Washington DC, it's not on display and it's not on display in the visitor center within Chaco Canyon. And it's just kind of like, where is it then? Where is all the stuff? Right. In somebody's personal collection or uh, in a dark room in the Smithsonian somewhere and who knows? And it's just, it's not, it's not out for public view and why. I, and I don't understand why you would remove it from the spot. Just like they have a really nice visitor center they could because why there. is anything removed from their the, yeah. like the, the, well, museums, I mean, the modern museums while on the one hand they're so great and they're beautiful and we appreciate them the other hand they're considered tomb raiders really basically they, yeah yeah i mean they're not even in the culture of the place where they're, they they and from. it's like even okay even it's like okay the parthenon marbles are in the british museum right instead of the parthenon in greece and Greece has been like, hey, Greece called, we want our marbles, or, you know, we want our, part, we want our, our stuff back. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, sorry, we yeah. took it in good faith, like many hundreds of years ago. So like eat it. Yeah. But at the same time, at least it is on public display for free. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I'm not saying that it's and right. It is, I still think it's also it back, is but, kept well, right? Exactly. Right. There's, but it there's is mixed, climate control. That's a whole other story yeah. about museums. <laughs> but this is like nowhere to be seen. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Like, and anyway, yeah. Uh, they're trying to drill around Chaco Canyon right now for oil. That's like a big thing that's going on in New Mexico. Right like, yeah. And like, uh, that breaks my heart because it's like, yeah. Then that brings us to the other thing. Okay, so it's like, did you look into the wing makers at all? Very briefly, I watched that one video from um, Scott guy. Yeah, the Scott Scott Brian Brian Scott. Yeah. So apparently, it like this is a kind of like a, this is like a crazy myth thing. Like, and I haven't completely researched it all the way, but I'm I'm wanting to. But it's um, there was this group called the Wing Makers, which okay in the 90s uh, a group of hikers and or scientists i'm not really exactly sure what their entire role was but a, a group of like four or more friends were hiking near and around chaco canyon and found this cave they go into the cave and there's all these like crazy paintings and um they found like this weird object and it was some sort of weird spherical disc and they anyway one mm -hmm. guy they call in the government People come in, they start examining it. They're like, this, they close it off. No one's ever right. to know this where it is. This is ours. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever to know where it's at. And one of the guys doing the research on um, this disc or whatever, they found out how to read it, how to get information on it, um, uh, basically says that they're time travelers and oh, that they, right. they predate the Native Americans. Like the, this, the, this cave has been around for thousands of years or something. And where is that cave? It's near Chaco Canyon, but not, but it's undisclosed. Like they won't tell you where it is. Uh -huh. So, um, but in a way you could totally believe it. Cause it's, like I said, there's nothing around there. There's no civilization for a hundred miles anywhere in any direction around Ch Chaco Canyon. And uh, they don't make it easy to, uh, it's not very accessible. It's just like, unless you want to go battle, like for instance, me and my brother went to the furthest um, excavated Benito, uh, not Benito, but uh, Pueblo. Uh, and uh, it was like a nine mile hike or something. And 
I ran into a bobcat the size of, you know, a lion. I mean, like, it was just like, uh, that was kind of scary. Right. Cause you're out there and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's not even, it's yeah. And I saw, I just watched looking at the footage of that area. It's like complete badlands. It's not easy to hike around. It's not like just go hike up a mountain, even if it were, it's up and down canyons really. Oh yeah. I mean, you can still do it. I did it. Um, Okay, so here I'm going to talk about some personal anomalies that have happened to me in Chaco Canyon and like what made me want to go back three times in one year. Okay, and okay. then remind me, and then remind me to to uh, to tell you about my thought about what I think about the water situation in Chaco. Okay, all right, okay. cool, because that that is perfect. Um, okay, so first thing is like I go with my friend and we don't get to like do a lot of hiking around it because she has her dog with her and you can't take dogs in a national park so like don't even try to bring them um so we just do like what whatever we can do driving by but we still have to spend the night there and camp like in the little thing like outside of it because um it's late it's a it's a dirt road and we have it's just like the practicalities of it so we're spending the night there. I'm in a little tent. She's sleeping in her car. And I, I get like this buzzing in my ears and I kind of have an intuition to get out of my tent and look up at the sky and to like, like I felt, I just felt like something was going on. So it's in the middle of the night. It's like three in the morning or something, maybe four. I don't even know. And I, I, it, this it's in the middle of summer. It's like July. It's super hot. I, get on top of a picnic table and I start looking up and this, uh, it's almost like a, something out of a laser show. So it looked like, um, a pink flower just, or it was like one pink point, like fuchsia, like very bright fuchsia pink, like a big giant fuchsia star is there. And then all of a sudden it breaks into five, five or six. I'm not even sure which one five or six pieces and does like a loop around each other, like a flower and, and then goes into itself. So it made like a weird floral pattern for me. And then, uh, and then that was it, that was gone. And I was like, that's the weirdest UFO or interesting thing I've ever seen. Like that was like kind of like a firework or something, you know, but not because it was in the middle of nowhere in straight directly above my eyesight, you know? So I kind of thought like, okay, I have to come back here for real and go hiking around like when I'm not with my friend who has the dog or whatever. So a month later, I convinced my little brother to go with me and cause he's game for anything and he's like a pretty good um, hiker and all that stuff. So, and we, we decide we go out there for like four or five nights. We're like going to do it for real. Like we got to go to like every single, um, excavated site. And, uh, like I'm okay. Two thing. First thing is like behind Pueblo Benito, you climb up this, um, little Canyon, uh, this little rock path to get on top of the cliff so that you can look over, do like a, a look over the, like an aerial view of the entire Benito. Well, I start like finding all these weird holes and like these weird, like um, square water drain things. And I'm kind of thinking like, I wonder if this was like some sort of drainage system for the, th like, I'm kind of like finding some weird stuff that no one's like saying what it is. And uh, then I start knocking on the walls, uh, like on the cliff on the way up and it's hollow. 
And then I start knocking on, on, on the ground that I'm on, on the giant cliff. I'm like knocking on the whole thing and I'm to, going, this is a hollow mountain or this is a hollow like cliff. And my brother starts knocking on it and he's like, he's like, sandstone just do that? Is it always like that? And I know the answer to that is no, because I've since then gone to a lot of sandstone places and tried to knock on them. And they're not that, I mean, to an extent when they're thin enough, they are, but not, not like a whole entire attached cliff. You can't knock on a cliff of giant sandstone and arches and it just all, and it's like ringing like a bell. So that I thought was really weird. And I have video of that and I'm going to put that in here. Okay. I'm in this canyon thing. I don't know how I got up there with Logan. Hey, Logan. Uh, anyway, this, I put my hand here. This is hollow. You hear that? Look over here. Oh. Like, what is this? Why is it hollow? I don't get it. Weird. Chaco Canyon people. Okay. So I just found this. It's like a big rock. I'm on some big boulder. Hi, Logan. And there's some nice ruins and things down there. See? Oh, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to point this out to you. See, I found this with all this lichen on it, and it's very light. And then listen to this whole boulder I'm standing on. Looking at it, see in there. I don't know, is it hollow? Is this whole thing hollow? Am I on a hollow mountain? What the hell? Why does everything sound like this? It's weird. And then, so then like another one of the days when we went to that furthest one away where we saw the bobcat, uh, I had, I, I don't know what happened to me, but like my brother was kind of getting far ahead of me and I was trying to keep within a certain, oh, sorry, I'm thinking so. Uh, I was trying to get within a certain distance of him because, you know, there's rattlesnakes and all kinds of other critters out there. I was like, I don't want to be too far away from him. But I hear, I hear kind of like a noise change and I look over back towards the main part of Chaco Canyon, like where the Pueblo Bonitos and all the other Pueblos are. And it, it's tall grass. There's, it's no, it's not desert landscape at all. It's all this tall grass. There's these buffalo, giant buffalo everywhere. And there's, um, like, uh, the buildings are full height and there's smoke coming out of them. And it's just like, there's trees all over the place. And there's the river is like lush with water and this vision or what, I don't know, I guess you call it a vision. It lasted for about like, I don't know, maybe five seconds. And then my brother says something to me. I turn around and look at him and I turn around and look back and it's normal. It's desert ruins again so I was kind of going like it, wow. yeah so it, it was like a time portal or a yeah. or yeah or maybe like I just had from that time yeah so I don't know what that was but I it was not a desert at that point then so I got kind of like I started researching that tumbleweeds aren't even native to North America like to, or to the desert like they, those are from like Russia and hmm. those were brought over by late like what we think of now is the right. desert is not what would have been like a thousand years I ago I always think that right I'm like 
a thousand years ago, anything could have been different. And I also feel, feel like that thousand years was a different, I don't think that that time is correct anyway. I personally think it's probably a lot older than that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, a lot of things could change in a thousand years. If there was enough that there was a huge drought and that the people had to leave, then that was just a short period of time, maybe within a, I don't know, a generation where people are like, okay, let's move out of here because there's no way for us to continue living here. Yeah, there is a river or like there is a really nice creek that runs through it even still and it has some water in it always. But um, that's why I, I think it's weird when they're talking about there's no water source. I'm like, but there's the little creek in between the, the puzzle. Right, you don't know how much water there was. At the I don't time. know how much there was at the time, right. It but, could have been a lot more, right. Well, they were saying that it was still far and that they would have had to transport it. But I mean, not everybody, uh, people have known about aqua systems of, of, aqueducts for a long time i don't know if there's any indication of that but I, but there could have been a technology that they carried the water that was not that they had to literally go and carry it so who knows so what what was your water theory about are your water well i well when i was listening to them talk about how there was like a scarcity of water and how could they have lived there with such extremes with the extreme heat during the summer extreme cold in the winter and you know and, and of course i was thinking well how did they know it was like that i still don't right. see why they think that it was like that um like for definite but 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 then um my thought was well maybe they were just maybe maybe it was a different time period okay so there was just a lot more water but also i was thinking maybe they oh because these kivas are a lot of them are closed off, which is, are these rooms, mm -hmm. right? You could talk more about that. Underground. Um, mm -hmm. And they're underground that I was thinking maybe there was just an underground water. There's an under, underground water access. Maybe there's an underground river. Okay, yes, they could figure that out now with the technology that we have today. And, but some of these videos that we, we did watch were pretty old, but, um, but they are going to be fracking in that area. So that, that there, there's got to be some kind of water in that area for them to be able to do that, I would guess. Um, so I just think that there's access to inner earth. That was my other thought. It was access to inner earth and there's something to do with water down there. There's okay. water access down there and they're, they're able to harness this water for them in some other technology that we're just not aware of. That was my so thought. So the access to inner earth thing, 100% my intuition. I was going to say what my intuition tells me is going on. The reason the mountain is hollow behind it is because there's like, and even like the wing maker, like there, I think there's cave yes. systems that we right. aren't, really knowing about so much exactly and i also feel like they were t i if, if if we're being honest here i think these were um are not honest but like if, if you want to get like super crazy nikki conspiracy theory what happened like <laughs> first of all you don't leave your turquoise necklaces like in your, your you know you don't leave giant squash blossoms if you're if you're like oh yeah it's so dry here we're gonna go to a different village you don't leave everything you've ever made and all and, and just these giant amazing expensive things and your shells and your you, these things that are coming back like they left in the middle of the night that's that, like by all evidence is like they 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 didn't pack up and slowly migrate that's, out uh, of it they left in the middle of the night but you know that that's opposite of what was the video said that they they actually did take time and they closed up shop and and left it. There's no other garbage around. It was, according to these these videos, the one that Robert Redford did also was like they brought th this. They brought all people arrived there from all over the continent, bringing all sorts of offerings and gifts. And they would have left it there because they also had that thing about throwing the um, 
the ceramic as an offering to show that we don't need this and you know this this physical world isn't really all there is so they would have left that so i don't i don't really know yeah. if i if i, I think they left in the middle of the night like i have no idea but they're so according the, to the, the thing is for me the reason i think they left in the middle of the night is because like uh, the amount of jewelry that they say was there right like the True. the the pottery they found full pots not even broken pots they found like full or supposedly thousands of full pots that were or maybe they thought they were going to go back oh it, it'll probably be fine in a couple of years we'll come back even then it's just like i feel like i don't know it, it, it's a fishy thing the whole entire thing is really fishy yes i i think the ant so here's my thing i said what i think happened is the same time as um like the um the young Adrias period where there's like there's woolly mammoths and there's big giant sloths or this is like ten thousand years ago or like eleven thousand eight hundred years ago when Gobekli Tepli is, is is working and all this stuff back in Turkey and we have all these other architecture going on. I'm thinking I'm thinking Chaco is like early civilization like then. And then I think literally the ant people came and took them to go live underground because that's that's what I think happened to, to well, survive. I, I, that, that could be partially it. I think some of them did go underground and probably the rest of them are the, the native people of the Southwest. Yeah. But I, and, but this goes along with the Lemurian um, book that I was reading that was written in 1939 that said that Lemuria was a huge continent that was about 10,000 years ago. And it was a huge continent that spanned most of the world, most of the globe. And that the water, we didn't, they, there was the water, there was the same amount of water on earth, but it was divided differently because the continent was like a one mass and there were huge rivers. They weren't ocean. So and like then Pangea? I, I suppose, but no, 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 but no, here, okay, California apparently was the end of the continent, and after California, like the Sierra Nevada, from that east was a huge, there was a huge river, there was a river there dividing another piece of land, um, but then that river dried up, but interestingly, in that, in one of the videos, they did say that there was a huge river in that area that has dried up, so that's why I well, agree. the Grand Canyon. That's true, but that was, I would suppose that was, oh, I guess that wasn't west. It was probably like north going through that, that whole area. Exactly. So, right. So the makes people apparently took people into the Grand Canyon through caverns in the Grand Canyon. Yes. Right, and, right. And, and held them there for a thousand years so that they would, um, uh, or this is, this is according to Native American legend right. about how they survived um, Cataclysm, the great like the great flood. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, it was, it was anthropoids that came and them underground and uh all the pueblo people and and uh kept them there uh because the air was not breathable for a thousand years and then when they when they were released they took them out into the canyons and put them all over the four corners oh that makes sense yeah that that i've heard that mythology also is as they they came from the inner earth they came they came from earth from inside of the earth which makes mm -hmm. sense that's why i think chaco is a lot older than they're saying than they think that it is now than they're saying but i think that's it had something true. to do with the lemurian time which was like ten thousand years ago or longer and even ten thousand years ago i think it was actually a lot older than that 
Well, I, I, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day on earth ancients. I can't, I think his name is Jim something. I'll find out and put it what the thing was, but his theory or he just wrote a book about Zealandia, which is like New Zealand and about how it's essentially Lumeria. Oh, listen to that. Yes, yes, yes. And oh, yes. And that the, the highest peaks, like the, like the Mount Everest of Lumeria is modern day New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh yeah. And so that you can yeah. actually see continental like parts of New Zealand underneath it that um, would have belonged to a, a landmass that was once above water. So that's really interesting. Um, and like, we should definitely, in fact, like I started reading that book you sent to me, but it was like a full on book and I couldn't finish it yesterday. But, um, I, I, yeah, we got to do an entire episode. I think we should do an entire episode on, um, Lumeria. Lumeria. I, I definitely think so too. And yeah. Because they say like... Mount Shasta is an entry point. Yes. And, and, and that, and that people, Lumerians live underneath. Right. The so that, that's why I think that they're connected to the, to the native people somehow also because if they're everyone was living underground somewhere they must have known about each other i would suppose or anyway who knows um but they did say in the in that book um that lemuria again like the 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 east part of it the easternmost part of the continent was california and that's why they said they were going through this whole big history about how california was um, like how it was named California and how California was, is completely different environment than the rest of the country. Like um, going going east of California very quickly. Like the redwoods, the oldest trees the in the redwoods, world. Redwoods, the oldest trees in the world, exactly. Like there's no, they're thousands of years old. And then I was thinking about Mount Shasta. They didn't mention Mount Shasta, but also the diversity of going down north, um, even to the Baja California is just diverse um, in in all of its ecosystems and then like east of that you got the Sierra Nevadas and then bam things change you got the plains and everything's completely different so there that's what they think that yeah that 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 was part of and also like the attitudes and like there's like a lot of mysticism in California anyway this whole book there's like chapters on there's like one or two chapters on California and how California was part of Lemuria and how it was like ruled by women that that whole San Andreas fault like it would that would include probably up to Washington and, and all the, all the way into uh, right. Alaska. The, yeah. The Pacific yeah. Northwest, like that whole region. It's like that there's a giant tectonic plate that runs between, right. you know, all up and down that, which would, right. which would be where continents could have converged. Yes. And also that's where the continent went down. Like the, the continent of Lemuria went down in the Pacific and that's also what we're seeing like Mount Shasta, all the, that those peaks right there, the end of 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 the it's, east part of Lemuria. It's really interesting because we think that the earth is this really stable, right. like just like very, you know, studious like librarian who just slowly turns one page at a time. But like, no, I think she has some chaotic mood swings and just like like completely cuts her hair all off and dyes it pink every once in a while. I mean like right. I think it's like the entire uh like I think things probably happen faster than we think they do. Exactly. Yeah, I think so too. That's it's so many like rock layers and stuff look like something violent had to happen for it to be like ching, 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 the way they. I, right. I don't know. Yeah, and you th and we think that that happened millions and millions of years ago, which it probably or over did. millions of years. But we but, don't know. Or over or over a time period of millions and millions of years, right? Right, and exactly, but we don't know. And I feel like well, 
I don't know. Who knows? We, we may be on the verge. I feel like for a couple of weeks ago, I kept saying in my head, like on the verge, I was like on the verge of what? I just kept hearing in my head, like on the verge. And I was like, I'm either on the verge of a mental breakdown, a verge of a collapse <laughs> of society. I don't know what we're on the verge of, but yeah, that's what I feel like. I don't know. Definitely maybe societal collapse or whatever. But um, I, for me, I'm kind of going like, I, I am not even that affected. I mean, like, I'm sure I'll be affected, but um, I'm not that, um, interested in or I'm not as interested in I'll put it that way um what ends up happening with our our little Plato society that we've built um I'm just more interested in like are we actually going to have any physical shifting to the actual land are we actually going to have cl real climate change because we are not in a in a system that has ever been stable like, are we going to have real, uh, is our air quality going to change? Like, like, are, like that kind of change. I'm kind of really kind of wondering, are we going to have uh, pole shifts? Are we going to have solar flares? Are we going to have the, the salt water boil to this point? Are we going to have the melting of the, of the ice caps? Are, I mean, like all these things, are these things going to happen in our lifetime or not? Because that will be that's what we really are needing to focus on here i guess but there's going to be no way if those even if they do happen yeah at that level it's just going to be like we are wherever we are we are let's say i don't know how many people died during those catastrophic events yeah, yeah during in history and how many what percentage of the population went underground what pop, pop percentage of the population made it on the land and continued to live and were descendants of them like i'm curious to know like what, what was that population and we're all just going to be well you know well, and here's the thing it's going to be in the time and the place where we need to be wherever let's that say is. lumeria was half the world well there wasn't much of it that was okay so like where where you could build right. you could have the most amazing exactly. underground like shelter in sure. the world but if that goes like a thousand leagues underneath the sea, bye. Right, exactly. Yeah, you won't know exactly which is the best part to have that. We're, we're talking I mean, about how many miles cloud below. City, but what if the air quality is like giant acid rain and not, not breathable? Like, I, like right. there's just, there's no way to prepare for everything. There's no way to prepare. And even, yeah, you're right with the underground shelters and stuff. And if there is a, a large quantity of water coming in, how how much of that is actually going to be safe anyway in an underground sh shelter what is that even going to look like mm -hmm. you know that that would probably help against solar flare and my dad's been talking about solar flare solar yesterday person. he was like or sunday he was like yeah so we're at that you know the solar the solar the solar Minimum. storms happen like in 12 year cycles or nine years i don't remember how many years but it's not that it's pretty often you know these cycles of like 11 12 years whatever and we're at the bottom of it, meaning we're at very minimal solar flare. He goes, I don't know, but like in 12 years, when we're, we're at the peak again, and we're in the middle of all this technology, you know, that's when things start to go bad. That's when the solar flares yeah, start I, coming out. I have talked about the Carrington event before, which is, you know, um, the 1980, I can't remember what year it is, but it's um, the, the solar, like you could see aurora borealis all over the world. Right, and right, the, right. the weather was really saying. super weird or whatever. Exactly. And the telecommunication or telecommunications, that's exactly. Or, yeah, there was some sort of tele, telegrams were alive or were working there and they went down. And um, if that same Carrington event happened today, like bye bye, all your right. cell phones and whatever else satellites yeah, exactly. are used for. I mean, 
Right. And, and even solar panels and stuff. That's what I was thinking about that because, you know, I want to be like off the grid and, you know, like we're being independent, but I was like, so solar panels are going to be flared up also. Isn't every kind of yeah. electronic. I do think personal wind turn, wind, turbines. wind turbines and, uh, and combo of solar are pretty cool, but. Yeah, no, I definitely do too. But I think that that, but in the event that that should happen, I don't yeah, think, I don't think solar is going to make it. Through. Well, and it's like, and we don't really know what happens during a pole shift, but we know they happen. Right. And we know we haven't had one in our uh, observable, um, or, or how about since we've been recording? Right, exactly. And the, they say that we're due, we're due, and we are shifting from, from magnetic north pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So lots of crazy... Um, Oh yeah, lots of crazy stuff to to think about.